That's awful. That's the um, chorus to one of them Rick Ross songs. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was awful. But, I mean, I'm sure they sound better than me. Yeah. But, um... I hope so. Good Lord. <laughs> that was bad. So what are the words? I know one part is if you live long enough, you'll find, you'll figure it out. Some shit like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's nice. I like this song. Oh, that's the jam. I think you played that jam earlier, actually. I don't remember it sounding like that, though. Wow. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get it cracking, dude. Love yeah. it. Good. We sound good, brother. Good, good. I'm going to share this to all the groups on Earth. Just all the ones that's on Earth. Not not all of them, just ones on Earth. I think that's a good idea. We should probably stick to Earth for now. You yeah, know, yeah. We'll, we'll build up that following in France first, and then we'll jump, you know, interplanetary. Yeah. And it'll be time. Well, look, Black World Travelers, see? <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I'm in so many damn groups now. Like, I don't even know what groups I'm in no more. I'll be like, all right, man. I'm just in a thousand groups. Yeah. Black, I mean, woke, and poly. See? That's what I'm talking about. I ain't mad. I mean, it, all we need is some of them to tune into the show. That's that's what's up. So, yeah, being in those groups brings out our message. That's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. Not at all. Right. Man, how how was uh, while we setting this up? How was your trip? Y'all know you went back home for the weekend yeah. to DC DMV. Yeah, damn sure did, man. You know, on some family shit. Um, came past uh, my uncle's seventieth birthday party. You know, so got to see all the family. Okay. Yet again, um, it's it's all about family when I come to DC right now because as you know, a lot is going on. Mm -hmm. But you know, got to kick it in the city for a little bit. Um, it still is just, well, let me say two things about D.C. Number one, um, summer in Atlanta ain't got shit on summer in D.C. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I've really? I've been to D.C. twice in the summer now, in July and August, and in D.C., that shit is fucked up. That shit, that's just, that's like a killing kind of heat, you know? Like, oh, you mean the weather? Yeah. I thought you meant just the activities in, in, in D.C. No. were way better than the fun activities in Atlanta. No, I'm talking oh, about specifically. Oh, okay. You was like, they ain't got shit to do. I was like, damn. No, you no, sure? no. Like, Atlanta no, is lit in the summer. No, Atlanta is You mean popular. the heat? Nigga, literally the heat. Yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember when, like, when we was kids when, like, it'd go up over 100, and our parents would be like, don't go outside, young. Not today. You stay your ass in the house in this air conditioning. Like, mm -hmm. don't be dumb. And I used to always think, man, that's some bullshit. Because down in Atlanta, like, I take my kids out in the heat of the day. Like, we're going to play disc golf or go to a picnic, whatever. Nah, nigga, nah. That shit ain't, no, nah, you ain't doing that shit in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> it is all the way fucked up. Anyway, so that's number one. Number two, um, the city has just changed so much. Um, downtown is just so fucking white now. It's just, it blows my mind every time I see it. And I can't stop saying it because it just, it's so crazy. You know? It's so crazy to see white people walking Just chilling. Around. Yeah, like. With, with their dogs. Like old, like, black hoods, you know. Yeah, 8th Street. Yeah. I remember, um, how many years ago was that? Maybe three years ago we was in D.C. down on 8th Street partying. Mm -hmm. And walked outside and was like, it's just white people jogging next to the club. Just see, hello, darky. Dee -dee -dee -dee. <laughs> and just jogging up and down the street. I'm like, damn, y'all bold as shit. 
Um, yeah, but uh, that's DC now. That's DC now. So I guess um, it's just yeah. crazy to me um, to see it. And when I, every time I see it, I'm like, God damn. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was a great time. I, I mean, always enjoy going home. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Shout out to all of the Sheltons tuned into the show. Thank you. They all were making specific references. I remember this time of the show when y'all... Y'all hey. this, 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 this. Hey. That shit was lit. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> damn. Like, hey. I mean, you know, we got cousins watching on YouTube because they just popped that joint on, um, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where they catch a lot of their video and shit. Yeah. We got cousins checking us out on Apple Music during that drive time, you know, so we encourage y'all to like and subscribe. And just pop us on when y'all in the car on the way to work. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, every Monday, Monday morning. That's right. And our Spotify, we gotta get our Spotify um, listeners up. Thank you for saying Um, that. Because our Apple listeners are crazy. YouTube is doing pretty good. Facebook has always been pretty good. But um, Spotify, our Spotify numbers aren't where I want them to be. So Spotify is like, like the bottom. But you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put our music playlist on Spotify now, and I'm gonna update it on Spotify. And maybe, because uh, we do a music playlist every week, every Friday, I updated it. I updated it. And uh, this Friday, I updated it with Meg Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj with High Girl Summer. Updated it with some new Rick Ross. And um, we're going to get into that in a second. But I guess I should introduce the podcast, because we've been yeah. taping for a good second. <laughs> Why not so let me that? introduce that. Um, okay. All right. So we'll introduce the podcast. And... Uh, Welcome. Oh, what's the name of the podcast, JB? It's a pod name kickback, nigga. <laughs> it's like a tribe called Quest. Just say it all together. A pod name kickback. So welcome to a pod name kickback, also known as the Black CNN, and the revolution will be televised. I'm no brace new to righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday. We right back at it. I feel fantastic. <laughs> there it is. What's up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek representing NWA, Nerds with Attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. Shout out everybody on YouTube, everybody on Facebook, everybody on Apple, and everybody on Spotify. We got to get our Spotify numbers up. So if you're on Spotify listening, we can give you a prize or something so we can get those Spotify numbers up. But, um... Uh, let's start with, um, I went and got a physical last week, JB. Right. right. Um, now, I get a physical once a year. I've been doing that the last decade plus. Um, last year, I didn't get a physical. That was the first year I didn't get a physical um, in forever. And um, I broke my ankle earlier this year, so I've been in the hospital and dealing with doctors all damn year, you know, repairing my ankle. Right. And having surgery, major surgery and everything. But I went and got a physical, um, and my doctor was um, getting on me about coming to get physicals. I was like, nigga, I missed one year in, like, the last 15 years. And he was like, well, not you necessarily, but black men your age. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I believe you. And he was like, man, can you talk to your brothers? And I was like, sure. You know, like, I, I get one every year, so yeah. So... Uh, keeping my word to my doctor, uh, brothers, we, yeah, I gotta go get physicals, like at least 
once a year. Because um, as my doctor said to me, JB, he was like, oh, you're relatively healthy, but if it's something wrong, we're going to catch it quick because you come every year. And yeah. I think that's the um the message. And I am afraid of doctors. I'm afraid of hospitals. I am not this super conscious, brave dude that just go to the hospital, go get my physical because I'm about it. I be scared as shit every time I go. I'm afraid of high blood pressure. I'm afraid of cancer. I'm afraid of every fucking thing. But I know I got to do it. Yeah. Um. So I definitely need to go and get a physical. Um. For me, honestly, um, the annoyance with the doctors sometimes for me is that I feel like sometimes they be finding shit to prescribe me medication for. Mm. Um, and it ain't really about, you know, them saying I'm not healthy or I'm healthy. It's about them being like, oh, well, you said your nose was running. So, you know, let's write this up and we'll get that knocked up. And I'm like, no, nigga, I'll drink some water and... You know, blow my Get nose. Get some Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck are we talking about right now? So there's that. But at the same time, like, think about it this way, uh, fellas. How often do you take your car to get an oil change, right? You do that at least once. You're supposed to do it actually twice a year, right? That's just you taking care of your car. So why wouldn't you take, your, take care of your body the same way? Like, yeah. go and get that preventative maintenance yeah. done. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's, what's the saying, JB? Uh, an ounce of prevention beats a pound of cure. Boom. Well, uh, one more time. Tell them, JB. An ounce of prevention beats a pound of cure. Yeah. Right? It's really that simple. So, yeah, we all need to be going and getting physicals regularly, at least yearly. You know? Because, again, it's about fine-tuning. You ain't got to take all the drugs that they tell you to take. But you gotta listen to what they're saying about them numbers. Please just speak up, JB. Uh, you gotta uh, listen to what they're saying about. I'm sorry, I'm a little hoarse, new. <laughs> excuse me, chilling and talking with family all weekend, so I lost my voice over the weekend. Um, well, y'all was lit then. Yeah, you know, lost your damn voice. Yeah, yeah. After okay. my uncle's birthday party, like three thirty in the morning, just <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> me and my dad killed a bomb. With Remy Young. Hey! <laughs> Shout out James A. Always keep the boss stock. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, you gotta you gotta keep that engine tuned up, and that's what going and getting a physical every year is, is that fine tuning. You know, you ain't gotta take all the drugs that they're gonna try and tell you to take, but you gotta listen to them blood pressure numbers, them cholesterol mm -hmm. numbers, mm -hmm. you know. Um, get your prostate. Yeah. Examine. And I'm going to tell you, that is, honestly, it, the first time I, I was so afraid to have it done, not a, like afraid, like, I just knew it was going to be an uncomfortable situation. And I was like, ah. But I knew I needed it done. And my doctor's a black man, so he's like, I'm 43, he's probably like 60. So it's an older black man, you know, like, right. he got that paternal thing going. Right. Oh, son, I don't want to do this. <laughs> More than you want it done, but we gotta figure it out. You know what I'm saying? We we gotta we gotta make sure you're healthy. You. I'm just like, yeah, uh. he kept it hundred with yeah. you. Like, so it's been. I think I've had three prostate um exam. I think I get one every physical since I turned forty. Um, and you know, so far everything is good. Um, from what he told me, 
I have a, I guess, a healthy prostate. You just prostate. decided it for me, though. New, I'm getting a black female doctor because I'm 43, too. <laughs> you, you just made that. Because, you know, you can go on your profile. Yeah, and like, yeah. And, and, and request one. <laughs> yeah, okay, black female doctor. There it is. Um, And um, what what else? Oh, so I will share, I will share with y'all that my blood pressure was a little elevated. Um, I've taken blood pressure medicine the last two years, three years maybe, um, and my blood pressure was totally under control. Everything was great, just living good, enjoying life. And um, I started slowly trying to wean myself off the blood pressure medicine. And I think um, one thing I did was uh, when I broke my ankle and I couldn't exercise. And, I, and I, I'm in LA fitness and working out and, and doing shit, but I broke my ankle and I was laid up in the bed. And I kept all my bad habits. And I gained, this is, the, the weight I'm at now is the, it matches my highest weight ever. Mm. So mm. according to where I want to be, I would say I'm 30 pounds overweight. Um, and that's had an effect. My blood pressure's high again. Yeah, but you, I mean, you heard what the doctor said, though, and I know this for a fact. Um, you got out there and started running again, started yeah. working out yeah. again. Yeah. Um, and that's what, Going to the doctor does for us. I mean, real nigga shit. Let's keep it 100. We ain't always going to be motivated to do what's healthy and what's right. But, you know, when, again, I go back to our cars, young. When that wall man looks down at your at your discs and your drums and he's like, you might want to think about getting some brake shoes. You know what mm -hmm, I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't wait, you know, you don't wait on that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because uh, that's your safety. That's your life. And that's what your physician is talking to you about. Think about it that way, fellas. Absolutely. I, I started running, like JB just said. I've been running and getting up. And I couldn't even walk a couple months ago. Right. But now that I'm able to jog, um, I'm out there jogging. You know what I'm saying? And I'm... Uh, Sky thanks you, by it, the way. Right, she came right. back. <laughs> I, looked, I came and I knew been taking my dog out for a run all weekend, young. My dog, I, I walked to the door. My dog was all felt like, <laughs> trim. Like, yeah, nigga. I've been running, nigga. What you all? I smell that liquor on your breath, nigga. You got uh -huh. Mary at the airport, didn't you, nigga? <laughs> well, I've been running. Mm -hmm. So... And I might keep doing that. Um, yeah, um, that would be during the week because I'm gonna start getting out there like about eight, and just, right. just walk over there, grab Scott, and go running with her. Yeah, um, I mean, if you come about eight, then we then we all gonna be running. Oh shit, shit. that's right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean that's that's a perfect time frame for me. I mean, I can go out for a twenty minute run, thirty minute run, hop in the shower quick, and get to work. So Boom. yeah, that'd be perfect. Boom. So you see what we doing, fellas. Y'all need to do the same thing. I even started drinking um, the Dr. CBT, Dr. CBT, um, and I just watched his family on The Breakfast Club, and they did say the correct pronunciation is Sabi. Um, and Sabi means traveler. And that was a nickname he was given um, because of all of the people that he was going around helping, traveling and helping. Interesting. Um, but I was, um, and uh, shout out to Love who told me that the tea worked for her. And so I'm drinking it now. So it's a, a blood pressure tea to reduce, you know, to lower your blood pressure. Um, but I was informed today that um, there's another side to Dr. Sabi, um, and there's another side uh, that isn't talked about. Now, I, I am going to be totally honest with you guys. I haven't done my research. 
Um, but this is what I know. I know somebody told me the tea works, so I started drinking it. I know that the story he puts, you know, the story that's put out about him is that you know he had this case where he cured several people of several different ailments, right? And they, um, he was, you know, acquitted of any charges because he put an ad in the paper saying he could do it. Blah 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 blah. And that's been his claim to fame, and that's been how people have found out about him and left eye and kind of been adopting his philosophies. Right. I was informed to actually read an article um, that uh, one of the homies, one of the homegirls sent and then fussed at me about. For I don't, <laughs> I, I leave that alone. But yeah, yeah. Um, the article or the, uh, the article basically said that a lot of things, um, a lot of claims weren't true and that a lot of the remedies um, may not work mm. and that the, uh, the Coke case didn't even go down the way we think it did. The documentary that Nipsey was going to do the article alluded to the fact that that documentary wouldn't have been accurate because uh, the case didn't end the way it's being, you know, reported. So I'm going to do more research, and I'll figure it out. But I thought that, that was interesting because I had never heard that. And so I'm kind of, you know, whenever I get new information, I see the new information with y'all. You got to do your research. This is food for thought. You know, you got to do the dishes, though. You know what I'm saying? So do the dishes. Well, and allow me to make this statement about, you know, the uh, just, uh, just a very basic statement about the way drugs work. Um, let's think about it this way. Let's think about Tylenol or Advil, drugs that are sold over the counter, and everybody, Facebook world, uh, kickbackers, ask yourself, how many people do you know personally in your, your life who cannot take those drugs because A, they don't work, or B, they make them sick. Like, all drugs are some adaptation of herbs. They interact with our body, and for some people they work, and for others that they, they, they simply don't. You know, the reason why uh, Dr. Sebi doesn't have a pharmaceutical company right now is because he hasn't had the funding to figure out how to make his herbs work for billions of people, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's a matter of doing that development to get to that level, but it's fine tuning. He, he, I don't think it's fraud if the drugs don't work for 100% of the global population that he touches mm. with them. Okay. It's, it's a, always a matter of statistics and percentages. The drugs that we believe to always work have been proven to be statistically effective across a global population. It's okay. all about sample size and standard deviations. And, you know, his sample size is just a little small right now for him to achieve that level of efficacy yet. See, that, that's, that's the Harvard graduate yeah, sorry, breaking it down. Because, like, it, it's it's job pissing me off a little bit that people are saying that Dr. Sebi's drugs don't work. And if they work for some people, then they fucking work. You know, it's just that simple. Boom. The Harvard graduate has spoken. The gangster geek. Um, and moving off of that, right. um, we do want to celebrate. Well, rest in peace, Dr. Sabi. And, I, I, you know, I'm not condemning or praising. I'm just giving you the information. Right. Like I said, this is food for thought. You got to do the dishes. Right. But um, today we're going to celebrate. We're going to get yes. in a good mood. Yes. Because today is the birth date the birthday of probably my most treasured inanimate object, my passion, 
my love, my strength, my reason, my equalizer, my stabilizer, my enhancer, my first love, hip-hop music. And today, hip-hop turned 46, which means it's uh, only 20 years younger than JB now. So, in, you know, 20 more years, hip-hop will be 66 and would have caught up to JB. I told y'all how old I was earlier <laughs> when we had the physician's discussion, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, this is a moment for me as well, New, because this is a genre of music that I feel like our generation created. You know what I'm saying? I think about it like, I mean, God bless their souls, they're all gone now. But imagine what the people in, imagine what the black folk in the 20s felt like about jazz when jazz yeah. went crazy in the 40s. Yeah. They were like, like we were there when they started that shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what hip hop feels like to me. I am just a lover of all musical forms, but hip hop holds a special place in my heart because it is our music. And like I said, not only our music in terms of black people, but our music in terms of my generation's black people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We did this. Um, and that's what I love about it. And that's why we've got to celebrate this moment. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Hip hop is in the African American History Museum prominently. Oh, yeah. This oh, way. yeah. And we saw that. Um in July, when we went to D.C., we went to the museum. No doubt, no to doubt. JB's kids, my God kids. And um, we saw Public Enemy and Tupac, and uh, they had Joe Budden up there for the podcast. It was it was crazy. It was great. Um, and as a MC, um, a retired rapper, but a MC till I die, um, I know what I've contributed to hip-hop, and I know the blood, sweat, tears, mentorship, you know, fun song, party song, educational song, freaky song, everything that I've done in hip hop. And, and I know that if there was no hip hop, you could probably wipe out 30 years of my life. Like, like hip hop it was has been the most prominent thing in my life up until, you know, maybe the last year or two. And I can't say it's not the most prominent. Um, I can just say that I'm not as active. I, I don't rap no more. Um, but I will write a rap today. I'm going to write a verse today. Um, good or bad, I'm going to write it in celebration of hip-hop's birthday. And I'm also going to listen to Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla Sign's new song, Hot Girl Summer. Um, our show hey, episode, Hot Girl yeah. Summer, was one of the biggest episodes yeah, that was of the year. episode. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, we touched on that. They finally put that song out. And I like it, JB. I mean... Um, Megan, I think she's a great rapper. I, lo I love her style. Nikki did her thing. Ty Dolla Sign, you know, nailed the chorus. And um, Hot Girl Summer is the hottest trending topic in hip hop right now. Yeah. So they made an yeah. anthem for it. And um, I it's do agree with, with the women empowering themselves and, and, you know, getting degrees and getting better jobs and not letting niggas waste their time and not being caught up in the bullshit and minding their business and doing what's best for them. Um, but that this that girl summer that's going on simultaneously to the hot girl summer, it it make a nigga confused a little bit. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I yeah. get a little confused as to what a hot girl summer is, because there is a that girl summer running parallel to that motherfucker JB. Yeah, uh I I you are a million percent right, new, and I can only say this, young. I mean, 
the hot girl summer is it is what it's going to be, and it's going to mean, you know, for some of them, it's going to be a thought girl summer. I mean, <laughs> let me say this. Um, may, is, is it wrong for women to feel proud of getting a lot of ass? Like, I know a whole bunch of niggas who are pretty proud of that shit, too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, is it really, is it, why are we mad at that? You know, I mean, it, it job is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we call them niggas hoes too. So, you yeah. know, I mean, if you a hoe, you a hoe. But if you proud of it, it is what it is. Like, do your thing. I ain't mad at all. Just um, don't disguise it. Number one. Don't disguise it. Number one. Like, don't, don't be out here talking about, yeah, hot girl summer means I'm going back to college. But it yeah. really all it means is you... Sucking four dicks in a night. And I'm very glad you said that, New, because that is where I definitely wanted to go. Because if you are talking about empowerment, let's not forget that this is a black movement. And you are black, which means that if you are empowering yourself, but you are not empowering our nation, then you probably need to look, rethink about what your objectives are. You know, like... You might be on some thought girl summer shit. I'm yeah. so sorry. Did we just coin that term? Yeah. Did we just make the thought girl summer I think thing? You just coined that okay, term. Okay, okay. You the one that brought it in there, <laughs> but I love it. Um, you know, uh somebody who is not on some hot girl summer sh- I mean some thought girl summer shit is marrying Hold up, JB. Girl. Don't don't go no, you're moving too fast. Oh, I'm moving too fast. We gotta fast. get into the okay. biggest. CD release of the year. Oh, and by okay. the biggest, I mean the boost. Oh, boost. You know what? You're boost. right. You're right. So um, Rick Ross dropped his um tenth right. studio album, Port of Miami Two, uh this year. Um, well, shit, I said this year, uh, Friday. Um, and I've listened to it about twenty times, and I'm gonna tell you, I, I love it. I like it. If you have not heard it, um, why not? But um, you know, Rick Ross gets into his trap music bag. Right. We got his trap sound, and he get into that big boy rap, that what I call soul hop, that smooth shit. And um, this album is a a, a collection of that smooth shit, okay. that big boy rap. Okay. It's a couple trap records. It's a couple in between records. But the theme of Port of Miami too is that big boy rap, that luxury rap, that smooth shit. And as a 43-year-old nigga that love rap and love money, uh, that's what I'm about right now. Yeah. So Rick Ross made the CD of the year to me. Um, I, I I know that's a weird thing to say. It's only been out a couple of days. But I know, you know how you, they say, how, how do you know you love her? Well, it isn't about how well I know her. I know me. And that's how I feel about Rick Ross' music. What? It ain't about how many times I've heard the CD. I know me. So well, I know what I'm looking for. Well, I mean, let's keep it 100, though. For you, it is about how many ter- times you heard the, heard the joint if you didn't listen to it 20 times already. <laughs> um, I ain't yeah. mad at that, though. Um, you know, I listened to a few of the tracks, and you're right. It's definitely on that smooth nigga shit. Even with that smooth nigga shit, he brings a hardness to that flavor, mm-hmm. though, that just makes it hit a little harder. Yeah. And some other niggas do when they go in that lane. You know what I'm saying? And that's absolutely that's the Rick Ross I always like. I mean, you always talked about it was one or two tracks on, you know, like his other albums, but those was always the joints I liked, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. so for him to <clears throat> jump in and, you know, kind of focus on that, 
I think it shows a coming of age for him, dude, but I'm coming to that age, too, so I ain't mad mm -hmm. at the sound evolving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, uh, usually I feel like it's, you know, Rick Ross' album is like 70%, 60% trap, 20% in between, and 20% of that luxury rap smooth shit. We got a and club I think, banger on that, John. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Pseudo pop song, because yeah, he yeah, always got one yeah. of them, too. He got the uh, the joint with, with Wale, um, which I wasn't a big fan of, but it's definitely a trap record. And he got that joint with Swiss Beats and Just Blaze did that's going to turn the clubs upside down. He um, actually has a video for that one. Um, and there's one other one that's a little up-tempo, but everything else is that it's that luxury rap, big boy shit, chill shit that I like. Um, so I would say for me, as of right now, it's one of my favorite CDs of the year. Um, I'll update you next week, <laughs> and we'll see if I change my mind. But it jumped out the gate with me it twenty times. Yeah, so I, 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 I my, my opinion is it should be pretty solid. Yeah, I don't um, think it's gonna change. Standout tracks, uh, nobody's favorite. Right. with gunplay. Mm -hmm. um, I like the uh, summer rain with Summer Walker. I like um, white lines with Days Loaf. We talking about the girl snorting coke and shit. I like um, fascinated. I think that's just him by himself. I like Rich Nigga Lifestyle with Nipsey Hussle and Tiana Taylor. Rest in peace, Nipsey. I mean, it's always good when you got a, a, something fresh from Nipsey. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know, um, Nipsey's one of my favorite rappers. Like, I'm not going to say I had a relationship with him, but we communicated on the internet, on the interwebs, on Twitter. So I won't go as far as to say it was actually a relationship, but I wanted him on one of my albums and we communicated. And um, he's one of my favorite rappers. And when he died, of course, you know, I was devastated. I spoke at his visual. Right. Um, um, so it's always good to get, like, one more Nipsey verse, which I don't know how many Nipsey verses are left. Yeah, that's real. So uh, I love that. Maybach Music 6 was rumored to have Lil Wayne and Pusha T on it. And we know Lil Wayne and Pusha T had that beef. Yeah. And Drake was in yeah. it, too, and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. So him putting them on a song together, he, he did it secretly without telling them. And we thought that that might be a big problem. But then he said they both cleared the record so it wouldn't be a problem. And then he put it out with only Lil Wayne on it. Oh, okay. So we're like, wait, wait, wait what happened? Mm. And then they leaked Pusha T's verse, which was amazing. But it was a little spicy. Like, he was talking a little bit of right, shit. Right, right. You know, because he's still talking about the little Drake shit and shit. Right. So some of those lines can be interpreted as shots to Drake or Wayne. And I'm thinking that's why it was removed. I'm thinking that. But um, the verse was great. Um, it's on the internet if you want to Google it, you know, take a look. But um, I like Maybach Music 6. Maybach Music is a series on Rick Ross's albums. He's done six out of his ten albums. Um, and it's always an orchestra playing. Right. It's not a, a band. It's not a DJ or a nigga making a beat. They bring in live orchestra. They got clarinet sections. Like, it's always a huge production. And it didn't disappoint. But the fact that he told me that Pusha T was on it and Lil Wayne, and I only got Lil Wayne, I was, I, because of that, I was disappointed. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, because you would have liked to, I mean, personally, I would have loved to have heard that strung together, too. I oh, hear yeah. that. I hear that. But he's saying that um, because they were both cool with it, even though he didn't put it out, that's a step in a direction of squashing, squashing the beef. The beef. Yeah, and in the grand scheme of things, that's what's most important. I think so, you know? too. I mean, and 
I mean, maybe this is a godfather move for Rose. You know what I'm saying? He's probably trying to, he's trying to, you know, build some bridges. You know what yeah. I'm saying? As and and doing it on some money shit is like I said, some godfather shit. Let's all get this bread. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, I ain't mad at that. Um, it probably didn't work out entirely the way he wanted to, keeping it a hundred. I mean, because I can imagine that happening, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah. So uh, make sure you pick up uh, Port of Miami too. Check out Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj's song featuring Ty Dolla Sign, Hot Girl Summer. And um, yeah. my left stroke just went viral. I love this story. Our viral story of the week is yeah. Marianne Williamson, uh, presidential candidate. Yes. Has, uh, you know, she stole the, the second Democratic debate yes. where they're talking reparations. And she's come to the table asking for a specific amount that she feels will uh, bridge the gap um, as much as possible between African Americans and the rest of the uh, American population. Um, she has, you know, she has a, a specific dollar amount in mind. $500 billion. Yeah, $500 billion. And um, I have a couple of thoughts on that, JB, but um, I want you to break break down the story and I'll get my thoughts together um, on what I want to say. But um, I wanted you to kind of yeah, take the lead let, on this one. Let's be clear. Um, <clears throat> This is the central focus of Marianne Williamson's uh, presidential platform. And um, the reason why she's doing that is it is, frankly, a very um, benevolent effort. Because I think that, you know, given the way the numbers look and everything, um, she understands that she's got a long shot in terms of the presidency. But what she has done new is she has picked this agenda and she is pushing it hard to make it a part of the dominant democratic political agenda. Exactly, JB. Matter of fact, JB, for the slow people in the back, can you reiterate that again a yes. little louder? I know you, I know you, your vocal causes, <laughs> yeah. but I want everybody watching on YouTube and Facebook like, yeah. to hear you clearly because that's the true beauty of it. Yeah, so uh, Marion Williamson has furthered the political agenda of reparations, and she has done so brilliantly to make it a part of the national democratic agenda, which means that the Joe Bidens and the Bernie Sanders of this world have to factor reparations into their political plan. Yep. That is what she has done. She has yep. made it so that they have to talk about it. Yep. They have to make a promise in yep. order to beat her out because they got to knock her down because she has been that effective this early. You know what I'm saying? That is that is the beauty of her plan. Um, she's talking about um, creating a $5 billion budget that will focus on economic empowerment and education, right? So what she is not talking about is handing out bread to individual black Americans like they did with the homosexuals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but I love, I love the nuances of her program because in doing that, focusing on economic empowerment and education, she is focusing on the places where the government has failed 
our people most egregiously. So she is focused on the areas where they have the, where the United States government has failed black America time and time again. Mm -hmm. And I love that about this agenda because it's, it's not a one-two punch. It's a killer combination. That's all I can say, Nu. Yeah, so um, I definitely wanted to, um, to bring that up and talk yeah. about that and um, shout her out because she stole the, the, the debate to me. Right. Um, and uh, just to transition, um, Centoya Brown. Yes. Um, should be free now. Yes, she is. Um, and for those that don't know, Centoya Brown was a, uh, I, I don't know what you want to call her. She was trafficked through sex. She was a teenage prostitute. She was a she victim was... of human trafficking, yeah. I think is yeah. the best way to describe Thank what you. happened yeah. to her. She was kidnapped and made a sex slave, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a real topic for us because Atlanta is the number one city for human trafficking in the world. Yep. Um, and that's because we are crossroads for the world. So you can snatch somebody in Atlanta and go anywhere in the world. And, you know, it didn't happen in Atlanta, thank God, but it happened to Centoya Brown, you know? Yeah, and um, she was forced to rob, I hope I'm saying this right, to, uh, you know, one of our quote-unquote Johns, she was forced by her pimp to rob and kill and, and um, to rob and kill him, basically. Mm -hmm. And she was, um, of course, sentenced to, you know, life in prison. And um, the evidence, she was, at, I think, 15 at the time. So she she was forced to do it. You know, she really didn't have a, a choice in the matter. And um, the thinking was... How accountable do we hold her as a child for the actions she was forced to produce? And um, it, people have been fighting for her freedom and discussing um, freeing her for years. We've talked about it on the show for years. Um, don't get it twisted. We, we've done 60, I think 62 podcast episodes. We were an internet radio show first, then an internet TV show, and then became a podcast. So there's seven years in the making. And uh, we've talked about her case yes, for yes. seven years, and yeah. um, she's been she's free now. Um, she's she was married in jail apparently. Yeah. Um, so I'm just hoping for the best for her. And yeah, um, this is definitely a turn in a positive direction. This is an uptick for her, and God bless her, young. Um, God bless her. I wish her the best. Um, she's dealing with ten years of probation, which is. Woo! Crazy. That's the, that's Meek Mill numbers. Meek Mill was on probation for eleven years. Yeah. And as a um, nigga that was on probation, more than a day of probation is hell. I would rather go to jail than do probation. But uh, moving, yeah, continue, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, shout out to her. Much love for her. Many prayers for her. Transitioning. Um. Speaking of many prayers. Um. This. This fucking Trump shit is just. Horrible news. Yeah. The what the fuck story of the week. Um, I, for those of you who have been living under a rock, there's a video out there on uh, Facebook that shows the reaction of these young, beautiful children to their parents being deported. So this is we are literally watching, basically on live TV, the splitting of a family. You know, possibly forever. 
you know. Um, now, uh, I apologize, kickbackers, because I don't know what specifically what country the parents were being sent back to, but these were their, their the final moments of this family, young. This is what's going on. They did this shit while the kids were in school. So their children were in school, and then children weren't being picked up from school at 3 p.m., and everybody's wondering why, and then they realized that ICE had stepped in and deported the parents. So kids are getting off from school like, Dee -dee -dee, where's mom, where's dad? They're late, they're late, they're late. And then finding out they're gone. They're gone. They're not just late. They're gone. Forever. And where are these kids going? Little babies crying, little girls, little boys exactly. crying. Like, my, my mom and dad are gone forever? This shit pissed me off so bad. And I tell you what really pissed me off. These motherfuckers who um have been arguing with me for the last three years, four years, that Trump is worse than Hillary. Now, I'm not a Hillary supporter or a Hillary fan. Don't get it twisted, motherfucker. But I was saying that if Trump gets into office, he's going to do a lot of bullshit. And he's been doing it. Now, you know, some of the things he's done on prison reform have been notable. And, I, and I'll admit that. But he's done a lot of fuck shit. And this is another thing for our brown brothers and sisters. It's like, damn, dog. Kids, you know, parents going to work, kids go to school, and then ICE, it's the largest deportation in the history of the United States. And it was just done all willy-nilly. Yeah, so what happens to all of these kids who exactly. went to school and, and come and get out of school and they don't have parents anymore? So Who's going to pay that rent? Who's taking care of these kids? Exactly. It's crazy. It's horrible. It is hell. And I would like to draw two parallels for you, and they are both tied directly to Donald Trump, kickbackers. Adolf Hitler is the one who created the autobahns that run through Europe, that opened up traffic in Europe, that allowed shipping and the globalization of the European economy. Adolf Hitler spearheaded, funded, the founding of the Volkswagen Corporation. He actually personally designed the first, first Volkswagen bug, changed the way people thought about cars. He created the first economy car in history. <clears throat> so, you know, evil, horrible people can do positive things sometimes, but that doesn't make them any less evil. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump's Preach. prison reform doesn't make him any less evil. Let's, let's stop for a second and think about El Paso. Let's stop for a second and think about the wall that he's trying to build across New Mexico. Let's stop and think for a second about fucking Russia kickbackers. Mm. Mm. And then go ahead and watch CNN, and then go ahead and watch one of my favorite networks, the AHC, the American Heroes Channel. Now, before Donald Trump entered office, this was a white conservative channel. They were talking about SEAL Team 6 in the Iraq War and a whole bunch of bullshit. Donald Trump went into office, and they switched to talking about Adolf Hitler and Vladimir Putin and Mao Zedong, uh, the the one who uh, became the uh, the uh, the ruler of China, the the communist dictator of China, mm. and Joseph Stalin. Mm. And there's a reason why our art is starting to reflect 
what we fear is going to happen, America kickbackers. Like Donald Trump is a tyrant. And he is stupid. <laughs> like let, <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, dude. I'm sorry. I had to and, geek out on y'all for a second, but yeah, and, come on. And, and just piggybacking off JB calling them stupid. We named the our Shut Up Stupid Award after Donald Trump. So let's get right into that award. Segway. The Donald Trump Shut Up Stupid Award. March 45, baby. Joe goes Biden. to JB's high school mentee, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. That's awful that you said that. That is so um, true. He came from Joe. Pennsylvania. Hey man, y'all 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 was in the school without walls. Just go ahead. Joe Biden uh, was speaking Lord. and made some comments, and I think he was trying. He well, I'll tell you what he said he was first. Seventies again. He thought he was on yeah, campaign he, in the seventies. Yeah, it, it was it was it was bad. Yeah, he said um, he was talking about poor kids and all the opportunities they deserve and all the opportunities that you know, aren't afforded to them. And he went on to say, poor kids, you know, can do anything white kids can do. Poor kids aren't stupid. You know, poor kids are just as intelligent as white kids. But he kept referring to poor kids and comparing them to white kids. One, as if white kids aren't poor. Like, there aren't poor kids. There are more poor white kids right. than there are More white people on welfare than anybody else. Anybody else. So um, stop that shit. So the question was, who are the poor kids he's talking about? And... You're talking about black kids, as if black kids don't have money. And poor Uncle Joe just put his foot in his mouth, and he tried to fix it quickly. And Asian kids and so-and-so kids, and he tried to go on. But um, he fucked that money up, and we yeah. gotta be we gotta be clear that that's gonna happen yeah. with Papa Joe. Like, and I don't he, know if these are Freudian slips or just mistakes, but he's well, starting to have a lot of them. Well, I mean, we gotta we gotta first look at the facts. We gotta look at the fact that he is a seventy year old man, seventy some year old man. So this is a powerful white man who lived through the civil rights movement, who lived through segregation. Like, uh, like some of that racism is just a part of how he grew up. And I'm not saying that we need to forgive him for it. But we need to understand that that's just a part of who he is, new. Like, yeah, if yeah. you're whether you're fucking with it or not, like, don't jump out there and say that he's like a grand wizard somewhere or no bullshit like that. Don't jump out there and say that he's necessarily insensitive. But this is a 70 year old man who has been in political power during all of that shit. Some of the shit that they're attacking him for was how he dealt with segregation back in the day, back in the 70s and 80s, my G. Like, that's, that's how old this nigga is, right? So, like, he's going to slip sometimes, and we just have to be real about that. Now, it's your personal decision about what to do with him, and I'm saying that because the jury is still out for me. Me too, me too. You know? But he's, I know we can't tear him down Thank you. and tear every Democratic nominee down go. for their mistakes. Thank and you. then we wind up in the That's same situation it. where nobody wants to vote for a Democrat exactly and we wind up with Trump point. again. That is exactly And, and that's point. the shit I try to get across to people on Facebook. Thank you for it's saying like, it. Let's hold them accountable, but at the same time, let's not act like they worse than fucking Trump. 
There it is. You That's know what I'm saying? And saying then he that. gets in office, and then he deports the kids. You know, the parents. Uh, to you know, and uh, and then he. But you know what? It, it's cool because we're gonna segue a little bit. The, the yeah, shooting victims in El Paso. Too. I was about to go there uh, Refused to uh, meet I, with Trump. There it is. Um, because of his rhetoric, his comments, and, and a lot of people feel like he's incentivized damn near. Um, these mass shootings. You know, he's put the, the battery in the back of these shooters with his rhetoric about, you know, you know, uh, make America great again, building a wall. The guy that shot up in El Paso said it was too many Mexicans coming over. Right. That's And, and he quoted Trump when he said that if you say I'm only doing this because of Trump, that's fake news. Who invented fake news? Yeah. That, that's a Trump term. Yeah. He coined that. So the guy's obviously a follower of Trump. Follower of Trump. Militant follower of Trump. Um, our man Jay Billions uh, said it best when he joined us on the show, New, when he said that MAGA shit is Trump speaking in code to these white supremacists out there. Uh, what do they call it? Dog whistling. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what we're seeing. Um, thank you for pointing out that this dude wrote a manifesto and quoted Trump's speeches directly in his manifesto. Like, I love mm -hmm. what these victims' families, what these, what these folks in El Paso did. Because they're like young, like, your bullshit has made this happen. Fuck are we talking about right now? Yeah, and I, I just want to shout them out. Um, Thank you. Um, uh, I didn't see Hustle Award winners. Um, uh, shout out to Sierra. Yeah. Who is now running JB? It's uh, she Jordan. is the she is the she is the national director of fashion for the Nike Jordan finish line, um, clothing line, and this is a national line. So these this is these are hip kids clothes that appear in all of the Nike stores and in all of the Nike different distribution outlets. So it's a big it's a it's a big move, dog. A power. I don't move. know why she was given that. Or what she's done to earn that, yeah. but I'm happy she got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, me too. You know, um, I, I I love what she said in the in the in the article. You know, she's like, I'm honored for the opportunity, and you know, let's let's focus on keeping um, let's focus on keeping our young kids fresh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see what happens. Um, it's an incredible shout out opportunity. to her. Incredible opportunity. Yeah, shout out to Sierra. Shout out to Cece. Right. Um, I want to talk about this one young lady who also wins the Nipsey Hussle Award this yes. week. Yes. For achievement. Yes. Uh, her name is Washima Melson. Yes. She was homeless. And she went from homeless to valedictorian of her yes. Georgetown class. Georgetown University. Yeah. For those and she's you. going yeah. back and, and giving back to the community. I love it. Um, I support it. Give her the Nipsey Hussle Award, uh, Rashima. Uh, congratulations for all the great things you have done and will continue to do. Because I believe, um, anything you want to add to uh, that, JB? Yeah, I do. Um, <clears throat> this was uh, the article was beautiful for a couple of reasons. First of all, for Rashima's story, but second of all, because they pointed out some of the struggles that our uh, that our homeless brothers and sisters go through and everything that she had to surmount in detail. They talked about how, you know, 
her and her family went from place to place and kind of grinded it out, but then wound up in D.C. homeless shelters mm. that were so fucked up that they were ultimately shut down. You know what I'm okay. saying? New, um, some of those elements were in the article. So not only is she just an incredible inspirational story, but she is also, she can provide a story about what is going on and what the fuck is going on in, a, in, in that world, you know, a world yeah. that is very important. So I applaud her, New. Absolutely, man. Rashima, we love you. Keep doing your thing. No doubt. And, um, our Netflix and Chill segment of the week. Mm-hmm. Let's start with CNN uh, biting yes. our show, JB. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be mad at them, though, man. They, they on their shit. Okay, so New is giving me the gas face right now. <laughs> but he's... But go ahead, Duke. I mean, they're putting together a, a black, black town panel, hall. Right. A black panel to discuss uh, issues concerning African Americans on CNN. And you know we call ourselves the black, the black CNN. CNN. And so no they're doubt. really creating a black CNN. And I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't have a righteous ratchet and a gangster geek on this show at some fucking point, Fuck the show. I have spoken. We're going to make that happen. But to provide a little more information, um, so the show is an offshoot. I don't know exactly who the panelists are. I don't have those names. Angela Rye and, and, and let me see if I can figure that out, if I can find that out. Okay, so while you're working on that, what I will say is the idea spawned from a panel that they had after the second Democratic debate. debate. And this panel uh, got so many hits, so many follows, so many views on YouTube. Um, people were just gushing about um, this. Now watch that, by the way. This particular panel that they decided, hey, man, the people have spoken. We have to make this a show. And I love them for that reaction. I got to love CNN yeah. for that reaction. Let me say this also, new CNN... Um, has they all about fuck Trump and they keeping it real about everything that's going on with him. They have entirely shifted their focus, and I love that new. Yeah, it'll it, um, just for clarity, it'll be April Ryan, Angela Rye, Andrew Gillum, and Bakari Sellers, and they better get new the man, no brace new, and JB Frank on the show as well. Um. I applaud them, of course, and I'm, I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek when I say, like, oh, man, they, you know, they stole our idea. Um, because, you know, it's usually four of us on the show, two dudes and two ladies, um, and we've been having guests for the bulk of this year since we've uh, removed our uh, co-hosts. Um, but um, I applaud the show, man. We need it. It, it can help. You know, um, I'm interested to see. I made a post about it, and a couple of young ladies were like, oh, my God, y'all talk about more than just politics. Then it's still your idea. And I'm like, whoa, lady, relax. I'm just talking shit. But if you think this show is only going to be focused on politics, then I got a bridge in Manhattan I want to sell you. <laughs> I got a bridge in Sandy Springs you can buy, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. It's going like to be more than just four politics. Four five black people on a, on a right. show? It's going to be more nah, than just politics. Definitely not. They might fuck around talk about spades yeah, or some get, shit. Get us back to our... Uh, yeah, that's a I got you covered. Um, 
But um, I, I applaud CNN. Let, let's get it done. And I know Angela Rice, she's the only one I'm really familiar with and that I'll vouch for. And I know that she's going to make sure if she has any power, it's going to be legit. So I'm I'm very uh, happy about that and in support of that and in the support of Angela Rye. So let's see what their black CNN looks like. Um, I, it would be crazy if they came up with a name that was like a hip version of CNN. They're not going to say the black CNN, but they might, yeah. you know. Yeah, they, they might try to say something slick similar. It up, yeah. <laughs> Call it the new demand show with JB Frank, motherfucker. <laughs> they would that would be a start for them. They would start back where we started, right? <laughs> That's what's up. Okay. And JB, um, JB's uncle Walt, who has the Disney Corporation. I would be totally okay with that. Walter <laughs> Disney. Fuck it. Well, if he was my uncle, this broadcast would be happening from a different location. <laughs> right. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, what uh, Disney has a new streaming platform, which includes Disney, which is all of the Disney productions, mm -hmm. ESPN, which is owned by Disney, and Hulu, and they're putting that together for twelve ninety nine. Mm -hmm. Now I have a couple questions because there's Hulu with commercials. And there's Hulu without commercials. Very good question. So I don't know which one it'll be. Allow I, me to break that down oh, because I break it down. read that. Um, break so it down. this new package includes Hulu's ad version of the Hulu package. Ah. Because what has happened is Hulu has changed their pricing structure to open up their distribution. So... For example, if you're a Sprint customer, you get the Hulu free shit. Yeah, and, oh, and, and just really quickly, um, I noticed that when this announcement was made, all of my Hulu accounts on my phone, my Fire Stick, and my PlayStation were all logged out. I just got logged out of everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't have it anymore because of this new package. And then I was able to log back in. Yeah. So I still have it for free because I'm a Sprint customer. Exactly. And you and what they did and the reason why they logged you out is because in all likelihood they've changed their distribution profile, which means that I don't remember because I've had Hulu well before I had Sprint. Right. Yeah. So and I just kept it. I kept the ad free shit for seven ninety nine. Then the prices went up. And my ad free shit cost a little more, but I kept it anyway. The sprint shit includes the ads. The low yeah. level shit includes the ads. The Disney shit includes the ads as well. But you get the ESPN package, so you get all the ESPN streaming joints. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> it's a really solid move, but I don't. I don't know that I'm going to pony up an extra $7 just to have some Disney channels and ESPN. Yeah, I don't I don't have a need for it. Yeah. Um they're going to have to really prove to me that it's is value. I um because I have DirecTV now, which is DirecTV's internet streaming platform. So I don't have cable TV, but I have internet TV through DirecTV. And um I get ESPN, HBO, and all the basic channels that I need to watch football and basketball, um, TBS, TNT, you know, CBS, NBC, you know, all the regular channels. So I don't have an, and I have ESPN included, and I and I have Hulu for free with my Sprint. So I don't 
need, I don't know what Disney has to offer me on the Disney Channel that I need it. I don't watch Disney. Uh, I don't watch much Disney, um, traditional Disney works. Um, you know, some of the Marvel movies I, I enjoy, but like my first time seeing, uh, what was the movie uh, we saw the drive-in with the kids and jazz? Oh, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. That was my first time seeing Aladdin with Will Smith. I've never seen the original one. I don't watch shit like that. Um, I do it for my God kids to be with my God kids, but I don't know what Disney is going to offer me that I would want this. Um, Netflix has shit, and I'm not good at, because I have a fire stick, so I got a lot of jailbroken shit, so I got a lot of shit I can just watch whatever. I don't have much more need, and I have Hulu. I already have it. I already have Hulu, so I'm kind of like, I don't need it, but I guess the people who don't do any uh, TV at all and only use Netflix or Hulu or those uh, applications, you know, that would help them, especially if you like sports, you get ESPN. Like, right. if I was a nigga that was like, I don't need DirecTV now or any kind of cable TV, uh, then, oh, ESPN, because one of the biggest reasons that I have TV is for ESPN. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's only I mean, one of them. <clears throat> I was more interested in in sports before than I am now. So there would have been a lot of appeal. Well, actually, frankly, there is a decent amount of appeal for me for this package because I can do this twelve ninety nine a month. It doesn't really change what I got going on with Hulu, but it opens me up to a whole bunch of Disney shit. Now, I don't like a lot of what Disney has. Excuse me going on in terms of the Disney network because they dressing up a lot of these little tiny white girls like I, anyway it, that's another discussion but so <laughs> fuck that but at the same time going back to the old school Disney cartoons the Mickey Mouse Club Wild Kingdom the old classic um, Disney movies I call them the first 32 because they were the Disney movies that were made while Walt Disney was actually alive like the Sword in the Stone, Snow White, you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Robin Hood. Um, Question: Do you know if Walt Disney lived to see Disneyland and Disney World? Created? Yes, he did. You I, saw I, both of them. I, I, yeah, I know for okay. a fact that he did. I don't remember exactly when he died, but he died in the seventies. Um, so he, I mean, he envisioned both, designed both, built both, and got to see both happen. Okay. Um, he died, I think, just before Epcot happened, basically, uh, if I okay, remember okay, correctly. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, kickbackers. I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. Okay. Um, so, you know, I've got all of those ties, and I love that. Um, I, might, I might think about picking it up. I call it the single parents package, for real. Because mm. the focus of the Disney package is real talk. The value is in what you can bring to the table for your kids, you know. But at the same time, mm. they got ESPN in the pocket for the single dads, you know. And yeah. um, Hulu, Hulu in the pocket for the single moms, you know. And yeah. Hulu, Hulu has a bunch of shows that are catered to the modern woman. Um, Handsmaid's Tale is yeah, well, one well, Hulu of is damn near regular TV, just a day late. Yeah, that's real. Because when I used Hulu, instead of cable television, I would watch, you know, Scandal or whatever fucking TV show was on, but it, you know, came a day late. Um, and it was the, you know, it was the most affordable option um, for network TV. 
But I like to have the access to Atlanta news because we live in Atlanta. So I, what the hell was that? You hear that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's somebody's music outside. <laughs> oh, um, damn. So I, um, so I prefer to have um, regular network television or access to it. And DirecTV now, there's internet streaming television platform. Works for me. Um, it may not, you know, but if I didn't have that desire, this would be a more attractive option. But because I have regular network television, I don't need ESPN, and I have Hulu free, and I have ESPN already. So I will only be getting it for the Disney component. Right. And I'm... You're not a Disney guy. Yeah, So it guy. is what it is. But, yeah. you know, but for you... And, exactly. And, and even with the single parent model, exactly. if you're not in, interested in network TV, and you don't have any of that shit... I see how it makes sense. Uh, shout out to Disney. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a. You know. Shout out to Disney. Fuck it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a niche market, but it is a solid niche, is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so I ain't mad at him. Okay. I love. I love this next topic. Me. Go ahead. Um, the Lutheran Church has stepped up, and they have decided to provide refuge for. Uh, do we call them immigrants? What do we call them? Yeah, um, <clears throat> undocumented immigrants who are in distress, specifically. And what we mean by distress is they have newly entered the country and they're trying to get established, or they find themselves in a situation like these parents. You know, maybe yeah. they got wind of it and were able to literally escape, because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that the church has always done throughout history and this is not something that only happened in Europe this is something that also happened in the United States think about think about all the cow- like all of the cowboy bullshit you seen where they talk about where I'm shot up and I'm fucked up and I got to go to a Spanish mission for sanctuary mm-hmm. have you ever heard that yeah. yeah that's what they're talking about offering to immigrants is sanctuary like creating the blanket of of mercy and love that the church provides, saying you can't come after these people in a church. Now, after what happened during the Mexican War and what happened in Europe, that became a part of law. Like, if you're fucked up and in trouble and, like, niggas are coming after you and you go to a church, you can claim sanctuary. And, (laughs) like... Motherfuckers will stop because it's a church. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's what they're that's what they're trying to do. But they're invoking it in a legal way, and I love that. I can appreciate it. Um, I almost gave them a Nisiasu Grand Shine Award. Um, this is what Chris. This is why I'm a Christian. New. You don't see it often, and I keep it a hundred. But this is what Jesus talked about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and this is, and the ironic thing is this. How I view it is, like, this is damn near some antichrist shit. Like, this is something that I never see from Christians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unless I was like, oh shit, the Christians are doing something finally. Yeah, I was sorry, yeah, shout them out. Um, I get what you're saying, but from my perspective, it's like, like when they had the floods in Houston and Joe Osteen, who I used to love. You know, I don't, you know, I don't rock Christianity, Christianity right. at all. But I fuck with Joe Osteen because he had a positive message. And then when the um, hurricane, the floods hit, he wasn't letting people in the church. And I was like, yeah. typical Christian. And so to me, 
that's typical Christianity. This Lutheran move, becoming a sanctuary, is exceptional. It's atypical to me. And wow. it's and it's because people think I hate Christianity. I don't hate it, but I wanted to make sure I shouted them out and acknowledge them because I, I think it's that rare and I think it's that needed. I don't and and I mean you're my brother and you I've been a Christian our whole lives. Meant, yeah. You know, the like real Christian. Yeah. <laughs> like nigga, I've gone to church with you. I know that several I, times. I know. Like not once, not twice, not ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and and so this this dichotomy is something that's always been a part of who we are. What I'm saying to you is that, you know, these these types of Christian stories have been more of a part of my life than the bad the bad Christian stories. Okay. Okay. I re- I read about the bad shit that Christians do. I don't live that shit. And the rare times that I have is when I've walked away from that shit entirely. But okay. I walk away from bad people. It's just that simple. Fact. So I walk Protect away- your peace. There it is. I walk away from bad Christians. These are the types of Christians that all of us need to walk towards because Christianity yeah. was not born in the absence of other gods. You know, no religion ever was. So why are we going to even try and live that way? <laughs> so, let's, you know, shout out to the Lutheran Church for keeping in the true spirit of what Christ said because that's what it is. Shout out to them, man. And um, uh, NFL preseason has started. Nothing has happened yet, so we'll get back to you. I'm hoping my boy Zeke resigns with the Cowboys and we get that going so we can go ahead and win the Super Bowl this year. Um, JB, I have a new quarterback. That should be exciting. Case Keenum. Skins. Um, no, no. Not Case Keenum. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. The See, other young The, the rookie. The, the rookie. The, the, the young dude. Shit. I forgot his name. I forgot his name, too. But, he, he played like some trash um, during our during that Cleveland game, you know. We got Molly Wap thirty well, I mean, I, ten. Yeah, I mean that's to be expected, though. I ain't mad. I ain't mad because <laughs> you know it is what it is. I like what I saw from the defense, but um, Cleveland jumped out with a no huddle and just got on top of us early, and we had a bunch of stupid ass turnovers. It's fine. I mean. We in what yeah. week two, week three? I mean, well, yeah, was, shit, really week one. This is the first full week because yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know right. week one is only two, one game played. So this is the first full week. So yeah, going into next week will be week two, the official week two, I guess, and we'll see. But um, our fantasy league is gonna be lit. Yeah. I, we got rid of some weak links and brought us some good players. And JB, I want to do. This is our homies' fantasy league. Right. I want to do our own pod named Kickback Fantasy Let's League. Let's do a pod named Kickback Fantasy League. And let baby. you guys join our fantasy league. Yeah. And that'll we'll be this. Uh, do that. Our getting, second league that we, I'm getting that we do. Sunday ticket this season news. So we it's gonna okay. be football at my house. Like say like, no more. You, you, <clears throat> that was it. I, I need to hear. Yeah, I mean we watching Redskins games though most of the time. But well. No, we're watching Redskins. And, and we'll see what's going on because the Redskins aren't going to be good, and I don't think you're going to stick to that. Like, if it's a really good game <laughs> on, I don't think you'd be like, nah, let's watch Redskins. <laughs> and, uh, and like, but, but, but nigga, the, the motherfucking Patriots and the Rams are playing. No, I watch Redskins. <laughs> no, no, and the yeah, Redskins no, versus right. the Dolphins. It's like, 
Nah, you're what? right. No, you're right. You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But you know, it's games all day, and then we got to come and do the show because we still recording on Sundays. I, so we got to yeah. figure out our schedule for the recording. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, well, I mean, but one way or another, you'll see it on Shmonday. You know what I'm Shmonday. saying? Shmonday. So shout out to, please uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're on Facebook, you know, make sure you engage in the discussion. And um, we're going to get up out of here. Um, no I want to thank you guys for your support. Uh the last few weeks have been amazing as far as our numbers on Apple and a few of the other podcast sites. Going from an internet TV show, internet radio show, to a podcast has been challenging. But y'all have been, I've been holding it down. So shout out to the Kickback Guys. Thank we appreciate you. you. We love you. Uh, our brothers and sisters, go get a physical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one more thing. Geeking out real quick, real quick, y'all. Uh, I got a fire stick, so I went on ahead and got an Amazon, Amazon Prime account. Amazon Prime has some really, really interesting shows on it. It's funny you say that because I just used my cousin Nikki's Amazon Prime, and I'm logged in. I watched a part of Meek Mill's free Meek documentary. I'm going to start on The Boys. And what have you been watching? So, number one, a show called Good Omens. It is a show about an angel and a demon. And they're, about trying, to, they're trying to fix the bullshit that's going on. That's all I'm going to say about that. But then there's another show called The Boys. I just mentioned that. Yeah, the one the, I just mentioned. The Boys is... Have you seen it yet? No, I just I just um got logged into yeah. the account oh, today. Yeah, you you gotta watch that shit tonight. So imagine, imagine like what would happen if real human beings were actually superheroes, which means that real human beings were born with superpowers. None of the ex excellent, you know, incredible super intelligence. None of the magnanimous benevolence that makes them want to save everybody, just regular-ass motherfuckers, what would they do? They would be trying to get hits and bread, right? Hits on social media and money and pussy, right? So that's what the heroes and the boys do. And it's the show It's the show about what would happen if real human beings became superheroes. Hey. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've been told crackers. to watch that show, and that's why I got the... um. I got Nikki password um, for the boys, the Meek Mill documentary and the Wu Tang documentary. Mm, mm. So, um, I've been told to watch it, and I will watch it. Yeah. Next week, I'll give you my thoughts on the first couple episodes. I don't know how far I'll get, but um, I'm interesting you mentioned that because I now have it. Like I, I just logged in because of my Fire Sticks. Um, I have my Amazon account. I can't log out because I'll lose my my jailbroken shit. So I did it on my PlayStation. Oh, okay. I logged into Nikki's account on my PlayStation. Yeah, so you got everything. So now I got it all. So I got Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, DirecTV Now, and the jailbroken shit. 
and my personal iCloud that has a lot of porn on it because I be fucking <laughs> and recording. All right, y'all. <laughs> good night and God. Yeah, got it. So good night and God bless. Thank you for tuning in. Follow <laughs> us on social media, young. Indeed. Um, like a pod name Kickback on Instagram. Mm-hmm. A pod name Kickback on Facebook. Like and subscribe. A pod name Kickback on Twitter. A pod name Kickback on Christian Mingle. Or you can follow JB Frank on Christian Mingle. Either or. But it's a pod name kickback I'm everywhere. Not on, I'm not on Christian Mingle, y'all. But <laughs> you definitely follow JB Frank everywhere. This is my name everywhere. And yeah, so this is JB Frank 820, right? Yeah. On what? On Instagram and Twitter. Uh, maybe that happened. I don't know. But if you put in JB Frank on JB Frank. Nah, it's, it's, it's 8,000 JB Franks. So JB Frank eight twenty that I thought it was just JB Frank. You don't remember when you changed it for Tory? Oh shit! Yeah. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I'm not lying. <laughs> okay, so well, JB Frank eight twenty. It might be a dot. In it. it might be JB Frank dot eight twenty. Man, follow a partner and kickback. I was about. To He'll say. be in there, and I'm um no breaks, new on everything. Used to be new the mayor, but since I've retired from rapping. I'm no breaks new. That represents me more, I think, better now. Because I'm just on my grind and hustling and going. And I ain't going to stop for nothing or nobody. Nothing or nobody. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, I'm not going to tell you who we got. But we got some some interesting guests. Uh, get your lubrication ready. It's going to be a freaky sex show next week. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah. Peace out, y'all. Now I'm going to try to stop this recording and make sure it stops the right way. Best of luck with that. And with the video. So we shall see. Needed all the money so he could pay that bill. You know, I say, give me all the money. Right, right, right. Come get me out. Man, 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 man. say, write a check and, 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 and give it to these people on the, on the other <laughs> side of this bill. And put sign, my name on sign, it. Yeah, sign, right. sign it over to them. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard, like, I have a thing where yeah. I hate bad criminals. It's a thing for me. So whenever oh, I hear a crime story and niggas do dumb shit, I'd yeah. be like, I can't fucking stand a bad criminal. This bad criminal was so bad, it was fucking funny. Normally, I'm not laughing. <laughs> a criminal do some dumb shit, and I'm like, dumbass motherfucker. Niggas always trying to, and I get into my bag about how dumb niggas is. This one, I just laughed, dog. I was like, damn, Derek, how the fuck you going to do that? How the fuck are you gonna take a bill with your name and address on it and give it to the bank? When Nevertheless, he was arrested immediately. The Duh. <laughs> right, right. Oh, he was caught leaving the apartment named Kickback. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's not the police. This is the bank manager. We just want our money oh. back before the police come. Is it okay? Right. Right. Boom. Don't, Boom. Don't Boom. open the bag Boom. because it's... Blues to take that we don't. shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Can you just yeah. give it back to us? I mean, I... Uh, <laughs> JB, what else we got? We got to get off of this dumb nigga. What else we got? <laughs> dumb, what dumb else we got, Dumb niggas aside. Dumb niggas aside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, it's one of Super D's yeah, yeah. cousins what? from New Orleans decided. This is our what the fuck segment. Decided to yeah. go into Walmart, yeah. and take a piss on some that potatoes. Was in New Orleans? No, I'm just lying. I'm, oh. I'm just lying. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. But one of your cousins decided to piss on potatoes in Walmart. <laughs>
I'm they got video footage. No, no, we got like we, we've yeah. seen the people licking the ice cream. We, we like we've seen people doing some crazy shit. This bitch took a piss on the potatoes in a Walmart. Like what in the like? I don't even want to laugh at this. Potatoes need security, want, huh? Potatoes need security. Yes, apparently. I don't even want to make a joke of this shit because it's so ridiculous. Like, Maybe dog, what the fuck like, are y'all doing where you're pissing on potatoes in a... Well, Walmart isn't really a grocery store, but it's like park grocery it store. Is. It's it like is. It's like us. Uh, we do sex, where, politics, pop culture, music. Wherever they sell they groceries, it's a grocery store. It's a grocery store. store. Yeah. It's a wherever, super Walmart is what they call it. vegetables laid out, that's a grocery store to me. It's standards to this shit. She just... <laughs> this bitch is like, yeah, I'm going to piss on them. She wanted, she wanted the real, ye- she wanted the real yellow gold potatoes, nigga. And I, and I like the red granny potatoes, but that's, hold on. I just love on. potatoes, and I'm irritated now every time I eat something like a French trial or mashed potatoes. No, when you go, I'm just going to think about it. Like, how the fuck you eat potatoes? And you, you, you probably work out. You, you working out? What's going on? I do work out. How often you work out? Five days a week. You work out five days a week. Mm-hmm. I run three miles a day. Run three miles a day. I do. Well, I broke my ankle. I can't run three miles a day, but I have been working out. I, I'm trying to lose, but I call ankle weight. I call all this. So everybody watching, I'm a little, I'm a little chunky right now. This is ankle <laughs> weight. I broke this my ankle. Guy. I couldn't walk for 90 days. And then once I started walking, I couldn't run, of course. So I'm trying to lose this ankle weight. You going to see me working out with you? Damn, what the fuck? No, you don't work out. You going to hold me up. I want to start. I gotta lose yeah, the ankle weight. Like so start and that's get your weight up to where you can at least keep up to some extent. But hey. no, I'm not wasting my time talking about run, run, run. Oh, both of y'all. Oh, you love it too. You know what? Y'all look like the type that will piss on. <laughs> no, I wouldn't potatoes. even run like somebody but three miles, like but it'd be like, all right, pisses. let's start. Potato pisses. I don't want to. JB. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> I don't want to these potato pissers anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, speaking of potato pissers, because it's almost as crazy. Uh, your girl Tony Lauren, uh, what is it? Tommy uh, Lauren. Tommy Lauren. Tony. Tommy. It's all the way down there, but um, <laughs> she she jumped out there uh, trying to go after uh, Kamala Harris yeah. uh, uh, during the debate. And so this she, is uh, Donald Trump. No, not doing a debate. This no, is no. Our, she no. was tweeting during. Oh, the, tweeting. Like, yeah, yeah, she wasn't on the debate. No, this, so this no. is our Donald Trump Shut Up Stupid Award. Yeah, yeah, Shut Up Stupid so Award. So our Shut Up Stupid Award goes to Tommy Lauren. Yeah. Y- y- y'all familiar with Tommy Lauren? I'm not. She's a white, she's a very young, like yeah. 25. I absolutely know who she is. Okay, mm-hmm. go. Well, yeah. Damn, yeah. I, I say white 25, she's like, I know that bitch. <laughs> I know that bitch. <laughs> okay, exactly. so Tommy Lauren um, decided to make comments against Kamala Harris Who's of course, um, she's a senator. Yeah, she has, she's from a California. California senator. Yeah, um, and this was during the during the Democratic debate. She was tweeting, subtweeting, basically. Yeah, she basically and, said that she slept her way to the top. Now the the story is she did fuck uh 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 he wasn't a senator, but he was somebody in a position of power. But they had a relationship, and um they broke up, and she kept ascending. And so Tommy tried to say, you know, she slept her way to the top. And Tommy, no one has said all kind of shit about Kaepernick and anybody black. She's 
one of those Trump loyalists, white nationalists. Uh, but she's a pretty girl. She's a pretty white girl. And she had a show on Fox. So because she's a pretty white girl and she's young, she was part of the young movement of white nationalism. And, well, she still is. And um, she made those comments. What, what you want to say? Get her. Fuck her. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think you summed it up. Um, Sibidi, you want you want to say something? Because I, I don't want to talk about a woman and JB wants a woman. I said, but the ladies, the sisters have spoken. So you, you set it, it up. They yeah, shut it down. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Shut the fuck up, stupid. The, moving on. Donald Trump set up stupid award winner. Um, <laughs> there it the is. Other Donald Trump set up stupid award winner um, goes to one of. Let me see. Who was this? Oh, one of cousin Derek's um, nephews from when he was younger. The kid he raised up from a child. Um, Okay, no, I'm playing. This was bad. <laughs> this was this was still bad though. Go was, ahead, go ahead. The oh no, 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 no. This is oh yeah. Well, I'll say this: this isn't bad, but it's very peculiar. Timing. Senator Elizabeth Warren timing. of California. Senator, yeah, um, has they they passed a bill or legislation that would only allow. Uh, Couples who have been living together in, in what we call non-traditional marriages, common law marriages, to receive uh, a $57 million uh, tax, tax break. break, but only if you're gay. So if me and Super D were together and we were a common law marriage living together for 10 years, we wouldn't get it. Only homosexuals would get it. And people are saying this is like a form of reparations. What about black people's reparations? And it's like, I think I, I said before we were on camera. Do black people stick together like gay people? No. I don't I don't think so. Well, and I, I, I think, think that, so. I think, and I said this earlier when we were talking about, um, I think the kids, like, gay people always have to fight for something. Just like black people always have to fight for something. But um, that LGBTQ community sticks together and no there are you a lot of people extra letters now okay I understand uh, it's like three more letters and, and we talked about on the show last week I was like shit yeah well gay lesbian I don't know but whoever you know if you do whatever it's not my business but that community sticks together in a way um, where they help each other, and it's probably because they understand the struggle that they have to live through, where you and I, you know, do not. So when they're in positions of power, they look to to give their their team players and their family in that community um, an upper hand. I think that, um, you know, you, you said this earlier, we were talking about black people still being at the bottom of the barrel, and, you know, when we look at black people, like, we're quick. And and that's what we were taught from the beginning of time. Like, oh, Massa, want, no, you this. You know what I mean? Uh, this, that, the other. And black people don't stick together the way that that LGBTQ community sticks together. So I don't even think it's the same conversation. I think that they're deserving of it. And I'm a heterosexual black woman, but I think that they're very deserving of it. It would be nice if all people could have it, yeah. but that's not the case. And I want to say... I, I believe they're deserving of it. I don't want to take it away from them. I just want to have it as as well. 
Well, because know. nobody in this country has gone through more than black people. I don't give a fuck if you what what you are. I'm not I'm not acknowledging or respecting your struggle on the level of what black people have gone through. Like we're the only people that were in slaves. Now if you were if you're black and gay, then I guess you were technically enslaved or your ancestors were, but that's based on being black, not based Absolutely. on being gay. But wow. you think black, I mean, gay people are murdered in the streets for being gay. Let's, like, same with black men. I'm a black man. We, same, we get killed every time. But I don't think it's a comparison. Well, I think that they're two different groups for two different reasons, both deserving of what, um, both deserving of some type of fairness. But I think that when you bring this up, um, as far as what's happening with them and then their gain, I don't think that you can really put and say, oh, well, black people wasn't getting it. Black people didn't get it. Yeah, I mean, black people are, are do a lot more than that. So we're not even on the same page. Like, right. We're not but, even but, on but, the same but, page. But uh, interesting, well, I, what I think is what Elizabeth Warren and the people that supported this did, they made a comparison. And they said, That's we're the going problem. to deal with this That's now. We'll get to you niggas later. And that's my issue, is yeah. when you give one person something and not the other person, you that's made a comparison. You said, we, we we feel like we need to do this now. We'll that's get to y'all when we get to y'all. And I'm like, if we're doing a comparative narrative, it ain't a fucking comparison. Ain't nobody, and I'll say it, and I might be by myself, nobody on earth has suffered as much as African Americans. Absolutely. Black people. So... I don't give a fuck what you are, what you did, who you are, where you from. You, your blues, it's a book that came out. Your blues ain't like mine. Mm. I understand what you went through, and I'm sympathetic, and I'm not shitting on your shit, but your blues ain't like mine. Here's why. Period. Here's why, New, because your product, your output ain't like mine. The United States is still the greatest economic power on earth. People talk about China, this, that, and the third. We helped make China what it was because we bought their products, which gave them the manufacturing power that they have. But that happened later. What happened first is our agrarian economies that created the cotton is king, tobacco is king. Black people did that. So when you talk about any type of economic reparations, we are more deserving of it than any other race, any other group, any other ethnicity, any other economy, population, whatever that has suffered. Because we built a global power and got nothing for it. So anybody talking about the get back needs to get in line behind us. Period. Point blank. That's just what it Facts. is. So anytime you start talking about anybody's economic recompense, they need to stand whoa, in line. Whoa, 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 nigga, whoa. Economic what? Recompense. I'm sorry. You say it, Paula. Say it, Paula. Recompense. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, yeah. You got me. You got Y'all, you don't know me <laughs> fucking with my recompense, <laughs> bitch ass nigga. No, so. I agree with that. Like, and, and putting it that way, I do, like, I agree even more so. But I think that, I think, I mean, they're not I, hearing all of that yeah, when they hear the, yeah, gay shit. Yeah, so and that's the problem. That's, that's a huge <laughs> problem, <laughs> but is. I think that when when you talk about it, it sounds when we talk about it, it sounds more like we're trying to take from them what um, is being given to them and not stand in what should be given to us. 
Like it's it's kind of like Let's we are this. allowing the comparison well, to happen when it is no comparison. Real quick. So let's allow what just happened to be a legal precedent, so we can go back and get what we're owed because they just got what what you just said they were owed. So let's go back and get our reparations because they just got theirs. Forty eight got a lot, and we yeah. got a yeah. lot yeah. more coming yeah. than what they had. <laughs> and shout out to Marion Marion Williamson, who um, Democratic uh, candidate, who said that we do deserve reparations, and she offered sixty-seven million when she becomes president. I love her. I love her, and I love Tulsi. I can't think of her last name, but Marion and Tulsi love them both. Tulsi from uh, the Hawaii, and I love you both. And great debates. I don't think either one of them will make it to the final four, but I love them. And I'll just say, um, yeah, I don't want to, um, me personally speaking, because I can only speak for me, I don't want to take anything away from my homosexual brothers and sisters. Like, like I ride with y'all. Like, I'm not uh, a nigga that's like, well, I don't understand. I, I don't have to understand. You are being oppressed. I'm riding with you. Fuck it. That's, there it is. I'm with all oppressed people. But I am not for the comparison or the narrative where They've had it as bad as black people have had it. I'm not are rocking they saying, with that. I don't think anybody's saying that. Well, I they think, are, and that's my issue. I think in the now of things, I mean, a gay person can still get stoned to death. You know what I mean? Just for being different. I, I think, and I think because, and I'm not, I'm not saying like taking that away from anything because a black man can be walking down the street and an officer can smack his head into the ground for absolutely no reason. Kill him. Kill him. No, no. Kill, kill him. him. And then get kill millions him. of dollars on a book deal for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then get millions of dollars. In the car, on Facebook, yeah. live. Like, yeah. Like, like, so yeah. I'm not, not like, I'm not negating any of that. What I'm saying is that when we continue the discussion, it just seems to me like if I'm on the outside looking in, and like I said, I'm a heterosexual black woman. So... But it still seems like, hey, are we trying to take something away? And I hear what you're saying, but it's kind of like I don't gotta focus on that because I know what we need. You know, now how do we focus on getting that? How do yeah. how do we the get reason- our black people to vote? How do we get them to stand together to help change the the law? Um, to help change the laws to create change so that we get what we deserve so that we get what we've been fighting for yeah. so that we're not at the bottom of the totem pole. Um, like, when are, are black people going to stand together to make sure that those but things it, happen? And not, I'm not saying that they don't because there are quite a few that absolutely do, but we still have to get everyone involved. And yeah, we have but, to get but, but I, I don't believe that they're getting this treatment because they stuck together. I believe they're getting it because it's a hot-button issue. I agree. And I think motherfuckers are just kowtowing and and, and doing it just because it's going to play well on social media. That's okay. what I think. So I don't think that it's yes. a matter of blacks not sticking together and gays are sticking together. I think it's a matter of, like, what's going to sound the best on Twitter? And On Twitter, it's going to sound and, way hipper and, to be with the gays well, than it is to be with and, the blacks. And how can I... And how Point. can I... And how can I... Checkmate. And how can Point. I be liberal without... without Tagging myself to the black agenda. How can I be liberal without? Boom. Say it again, JB. Hold up, hold up. Say that shit again. How can I be liberal without being pro-black? 
Say one, one more time, JB. My, my, How my. can I be liberal without being pro-black? That's a that's word. That's my issue. That's a word. That's my anger. So that's my frustration. That is. Very, I agree. Very like gross. I completely agree. Okay, so the the I think the way to move forward though is to accept that this happened, but to use it as a legal precedent. Because again, if we are going to gain political power, we have to do it within the constructs of the society where we are. Let's use this as a precedent. They got this. Let's get this based on what they're saying already. Yeah, so shout out to all our LBGTQ community. We are supporting y'all. You know we're not going to get it. We riding with y'all, and we happy for y'all. They got it in forms of a tax cut, so let's not call it reparations. It's a decade-long tax cut to me is reparations. $57 million I, 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 attributed I'll, to them I'll is more a, than we I'll got. I'll take a decade-long tax cut for us, though. Is but that's, that would be reparations. Okay. That would be... Nigga, what we got shit. They got okay. $57 million. Listen That's to a what form I'm of saying. reparations. Listen, listen to, what, to I'm what, I'm what I'm saying. Yes. Let's call it a tax cut in legally... Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. In, oh, I, I, I'm with you, JB. This listen, tax listen, cut. Listen, yeah, we want one, too. I'm with you. I'm with you. See, JB hit me with the Harvard shit. We got to tell them, we got to make them call us something that they're comfortable with. Jedi mind trick. Yeah. No reparations. Tax cut. I'm naked. I'm naked right now. You, Everybody look. Yeah. So, um, I'll say that. And, uh, um, let's go into, um, I don't even want to go into this, but I do want to get y'all thoughts on it before we get out of here. Cousin Derek, are you watching a video on your phone doing our podcast? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> we just yeah. lost the viewer. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, our views are down by one. Okay, um, here's something I want to get through quickly. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but have you guys heard about the trans-able community? I have not. These are people who are, you know, perfectly well-bodied that have just said, you know what? I don't think I should have two arms. So I'm going to break this one or, or mutilate this one so that I only have one. I don't, I'm missing a limb because I'm not transgender. I'm not transsexual. I'm transable. And for the record, I did not break my ankle in January to be transable. I fucking broke it because I was scared of some damn. It was a polar bear, a dog, and a white supremacist. And I, I, I ran and I broke my ankle. So I didn't do this to be transable just for the record. But these are people who are injuring themselves, disabling themselves, because they don't want to be considered able-bodied. I think they're stupid and don't want to work and want to change. <laughs> Tell them again, Super D. Tell them again. Don't okay. leave me hanging. <laughs> Sorry. Stupid, want to check, don't want to work. Paula, anything you want to yeah. answer that? That was Ding. it. <laughs> JB? Like, that was it. Great. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. Yeah. I'm like, we're not Enough giving said. you motherfuckers a time of day. So, moving on, um, our, uh, we have an award for achievement. And we changed the name of the award for achievement to Nipsey Hustle, to the Nipsey Hustle Award. Nipsey was one of my favorite rappers. Mm -hmm. I used to talk to Nipsey on Twitter. I spoke at his um, ceremony here in Atlanta at the Eritrean Center, and um, he's probably one of my favorite artists of all time. Um, so our Nipsey Hustle Award goes to excellence and um, 
excellence and achievement. We used to call it the Grind and Shine Award yeah. to give you an idea of where we coming from this. Um, you know, Donald Trump's shut up and stupid is the bad, but we got to lead with love. So it's all about good, the Nipsey Hustle. So our Nipsey Hustle Award recipients this week, first is Little Nas X, who has yeah. a song, Old Town Road. His song, Old Town Road, is now the longest standing number one song in the history of music. I love I mean, it. a black person doing a country song. And I love the song. And they tried to shit on the song um, because he was black and going country. So it's not even country. But you know people try to make Mariah white and she's not. So yeah. her and Boyz II Men was yeah. right before then. It was still yeah. black. Yeah. Hey, good point. Good point. So we got another one. So we got number one, two, and then my song, um, uh, Who Was New, was number three. So we, we'll talk about that later. But um, at, at any rate, Little Nas X, what? Okay. Little Nas X has a number one running song uh, in the history of music, and he's black. Yeah. And I love it. Indeed. And that's all I got. We Are we happy? Happy. <laughs> All right. And our second Nipsey Hustle Award winner goes to Nipsey and his wife, Lauren London. Uh, the late Nipsey, um, his wife and his team have decided to construct a tower where the old Marathon clothing store was as a tribute to Nipsey. And um, they, it's been, they got all the permits and everything they, they need to do. So they're going to be able to construct this tower right on the corner of, of Slauson Ave. And um, it'll it'll Joe be a Lewis tribute. Monument, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, um, I'm 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 very very happy about that. For those that know and follow the show, you know, um, I cried a lot, a lot when Nipsey died, and it was an honor to speak at his memorial here in Atlanta. And um, I I didn't discover Nipsey, I didn't. But you know, you know when you find an artist and nobody knows him. And then they slowly get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you be like, I discovered them. That's how I felt about Nipsey. And on my last album, I reached out to him and talked to him about being on my album. Um, it didn't work out, but um, it's just somebody that influenced me, somebody that I admired, somebody that I loved. And um, when he died, I took it very, very hard. Um, and to see that he's getting his roses, I would have loved for him to have gotten them while he was alive. But um, to see that he's getting them now and to see that the love that he's getting, um, even going to this monument, it makes me personally feel good. Um, I'm I'm ridiculously happy about it. When JB showed up today, I was watching a Nipsey uh, Hustle interview. Yeah. Yeah, um, is that I do from time to time? Because when yeah. I was in my dark place, you do. I went to Nipsey. That was I went to Nipsey for that, to get me out of that place, to motivate me. And uh, I'm just happy about it. Anything y'all want to add? I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's dope. And uh, I'm proud of Lauren London for just yeah, holding her head. Like, I've lived through that. And it's one of the, the worst tragedies you could ever even consider. So for her to just be holding her head and making sure his memory stays alive is amazing. E, the marathon continues. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think right now um, there's a lot to get into, but I think we're gonna start winding down. So, JB, uh, yeah. Uh, so we got the Democratic debates 
We saw him. We got our opinions. We moved on. Cardi and Bernie. Cardi, great that she's being involved. Love it. Um, uh, I want to shout out to Eric Reed, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens. You say Eric? His name Ed, is Ed. Ed. No, Eric Reed is the guy that took the knee with Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Eric Reed is still a hero. Absolutely. But I want to shout out Ed, Ed. Reed. Ed. The greatest safety yes. in the history of the NFL. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> I got him, Troy Polamalu, Rob Woodson. But I got Ed Reed number one. Ed Reed is definitely number one in my okay. opinion. Okay. The one? man. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Super yeah. D, super D, I don't watch football. Is Ed Reed number one? It's Ed Reed. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um, when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame this year, the Hall of Fame game last Thursday, he showed up with a T-shirt of several black people that were killed by police, killed from police brutality, yes. police um, murders. Murder. That's, that's, yeah. not, that's not sugar-coated. Police murdering black people. Yeah. Sandra Bland, yes. Eric Garner, yes. Philando Castile, Trayvon Martin, Trayvon. Yes. Um. And so, um, I I I love Ed Reed as yeah. a player. White I love him more for doing colors, this. Um, doing like uh, you know, like just the just the their faces on the t-shirt. It was an interview right before the priest, uh, right before the Hall of Fame game. Mm -hmm. um, so they didn't talk about his T-shirt, but he jumped on social media and did a subsequent interview where he talked about the importance of the shirt, the importance of the message. Randy Moss, in the previous year when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, wore a tie with names yeah, on his tie. Yeah, shout out Randy Moss. He definitely did that. Yeah. Definitely represented. So, yeah. So you know, this is this is an ongoing theme. Every Ed, Ed is following that tradition it's important because these black athletes these ambassadors for the league are stepping out there and saying yo this is something that we have to address the league is still trying to ignore it or yeah shout out to eric reed eric reed who said he's going to continue to kneel during the national anthem mm -hmm. shout out to him um uh, before we get out of here i want you guys to let them know what you're doing what you got going on where they can find you, and um, anything that, that that's important to you. This is your chance to freestyle. You know, kick it 16. What's, what's up? Okay. Well, uh, right now my single, Good Without You, is available on all streaming platforms. What's the name of it? Good Without You. Where is it available? All streaming platforms. So a title? Everywhere. Apple? Yep. Spotify? Yep. It's everywhere. What's it's the name of everywhere. it again? Good Without You. One more time. Good without you. It's called Good Without You. I want everybody to go. Matter of fact, oh, it's in my phone recording. I will download it at the I'm second. Definitely download it. Yeah, please it's make sure you download it, stream it, tell somebody about it. Um, the video is on my YouTube page. Yeah, oh, you got video. Yeah, like the video for it is um uh, is on Paula Campbell TV. Make sure you subscribe. I'm giving actually once I get to a thousand subscribers because I just kind of got active in the YouTube world. So okay. once I get to a, a thousand subscribers, I'm also a painter. I'm giving away a free painting. Um, I saw that the other day. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, I need your artwork. This is great. Uh, okay, go subscribe. Who knows? Oh, it's a random draw. Okay. So um, I'm also September the eighth. Uh, if you know the group Ruffins, someone to love you. Familiar. Um, I'm actually in Atlanta. 
I'm actually in Atlanta at the City Winery with Rough Ends, and I'm heading up a play called For the Love of. I don't have the exact dates, but it'll play here in Atlanta and also in Baltimore so far. So Okay, okay. Yeah, and then you can find me everywhere is Paula Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. So Instagram, I'm pretty active. I just got active again on my Twitter and my Facebook and just really starting to understand social media. I'm pretty private. So um, it was awkward for me for a moment, but now I'm kind of like finding my flow and how I like yeah. to do things. See, I'm, a, I'm on Facebook because of the Facebook group because I'm on my my freaky shit. So I'm always in the Facebook free groups. So I was like, oh yeah, Facebook the shit. And I was like, wait, niggas still on Twitter? Who's on Twitter? And that's why I'm back on Twitter and that's how we reconnected. Cause I went back to Twitter and I started seeing your post. I was like, fuck Paul to talk about, let me see. And I was like, oh shit. And then I realized like Twitter is popping. Mainly, I thought it was mainly like a political site, like for politics. Or now 25. I see. It's I, I went on Twitter like, it's and niggas is posting porno. I was like, oh, they're they fucking. Like, they are fucking on Twitter. I'm like, oh shit. So now I'm back. Am I lying? No, they do. So I'm like, oh, Twitter's a little different. Because I was mainly um, Instagram and then I had my Facebook because we do the show on Facebook. And then um, now I'm back on Twitter. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Super D. Well, right How now, you get the name Super D? I, I'm not. That's a different D, different subject. But anyway, oh. my main focus is the release of my book. It is on Kindle on Amazon, but the revised version will be the paperback copy. That should be out next month. And the name of it, again, is When a Dab Spills the Tea. Everything when a what? In a, a dab. Dab standing for down ass bitch. Everything in the book is true. It's me, of course. I changed a few names and things like that, but yeah, and it kind of coincides with my detox tea too. So it all pretty much works together. Mm -hmm. um, the detox tea, you lose five pounds in five days. Um, we ship out anywhere. When we have events, we have the gallons already made, and pretty mm -hmm. much that's it. The tea and the book. The tea and, you can find and me the book. At the real super D on Instagram or finding real life. Boom. JB, what you got going on? You got a book coming out? You got, you got some tea? You got a song? What you doing? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it's a pod name kickback. <laughs> yeah, make sure you like and subscribe to That's a pod name kickback <laughs> yeah. on Twitter, on Instagram, on Christian Mingle, Mihente.com, BlackPlanet.com, MySpace. Um, yeah, we're everywhere. Have it's, you been on? When's the last time y'all was on Christian Mingle? So oh, it's out of I've never been on any dating site back. ever. Like a tribe called Quest. You say it all together. Your face you like and subscribe <laughs> all together. People don't play with me. <laughs> Check us out on Monday. Okay, we got a request. Can you post the T link on your FB page? So I, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to get both of you guys, I'm going to get the link for your tea, and I'm going to get the link for your single, and I'm going to post it on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, on our Instagram. I'm going to, i tell you what, I'm even going to post it on our Christian Mingle page. Good. That's how hard I go. That's how down I am. You will be well, on our Christian a, Mingle a page. A D-A-N, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh shit, I could be your DAB, Donna's brother. Um, we're gonna do that. So everybody that's tuned in, we'll make sure you get the information. Um, follow us on uh Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube, a pod named Kickback. JB, what's the name of the show? It's a pod named Kickback, man. <laughs> a pod named Kickback. Like say tribe, it with me now. <laughs> like a tribe called Quest. You say it all together. <laughs> Watch the Boondocks Jones, y'all. Y'all get it. Y'all get it. All right, before we get out, any topic we missed? Anything that y'all like, wait a minute, we got to talk about before we go? John Snow. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. I'm no. Kidding. I really okay. don't. Well, we go did back. talk about it on, we on, Twitter. About it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. How he just went back to the wall and it wasn't even a wall. He just left. Never I'm became just, the I'm king. I'm still agitated. Like, sometimes they they built it up for seven Fuck eight it, I'm, years. I'm, I'm leaving. I took over the whole world and now I'm leaving. No, now but. I'm leaving. I got kicked out. Yeah, well, now yeah. Now I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah you're right. I got kicked you're out right. for doing. And brand the broken. That ain't the, the name of a king that I will follow. I will follow like Martin Luther King or like uh, the King of Rock. I'm not following Brand the Broken. Yeah. It, it left me a little. It left everybody. Because I dated a man who was, who, was hand, who was crippled from the waist down. Can Brand Dick work? Brand Dick don't work, right? Because they made a joke about it. Didn't that that's, that's the so movie. So how does he have a... No, no, no lineage, um, no, no dynasty, if, no, if no, that's nothing. who I was with before all of that happened, but if am I just... You would stay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's the dad. We, we, we gonna talk about Paula. Paula <laughs> in the DAB. And yeah. they figure this thing, it's, it's bigger than Shoe City. It's bigger than Shoe City. Like, I don't know, man. You said you're single? Okay, we're gonna talk. I, I'll keep y'all updated. Um, Shanti, come get him. Okay. <laughs> And she's not with the. All right, y'all. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. You know what? We're gonna get out here, Shanti. Don't. It's all for TV. We're gonna get up out of here. Um, cousin Dirk, anything you want to say? All right. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. We've had trouble with our YouTube broadcast the last two weeks. I'm gonna do my best to get this video downloaded from Facebook and up to YouTube properly. Um, JB, any last words? Good night and God bless y'all. See y'all on Monday. Monday. Uno, we out.